Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So, once again, I have another new guest co-host coming on for you, ladies and gentlemen. And this is going to be fun because we're recording with some Brazilian internet. That's a little hint. Uh, we're doing some international connections here. Uh, my new guest host today is two hours ahead of us. And listen, we've had international people on the show before. Internet, you never know what's going to do. So we're going to have fun with this because she sounded great. And then all of a sudden we had a delay and now she's back sounding great again. So I'm rocking and rolling. This is what we do. So let me give you a quick skinny on her. She's uh, She might know a little bit about law. That's right, people. Legal as in lawyer. And not just that, but she's also an author, which I'm trying to figure out myself as I finish editing my book. And uh, But as far as like, let's just wrap her up here. We got a Brazilian writer. You got a former professor of law. And she's been practicing the law for 28 years. So she might know a few things. Clearly loves to travel, cooks for her friends, tastes great wine. My wife and I enjoy that as well. And uh, speaks English, French, Spanish, and her native tongue of Portuguese, whereas I barely can speak English. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, the author of Behind the Door, that's right, Behind the Door, people, we're going to get into that today as well, Adriana Gavazzoni. Welcome to the show. Hello, Scott. Thank you for having me. Thanks for inviting me for your show today. Yes. So, uh, again, I joked around that you're two hours ahead. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're recording this on a weekend, on a Saturday. It's 7 p.m. my time, 9 p.m. her time. Uh, clearly, Adriana, you might understand a little bit about hustle and putting in the extra work. Yes, uh, that's a, a lawyer's life. It's always like that. <laughs> We don't have regular times for anything. Well, I mean, let's be fair, though. If you were going to a court case, that probably happens during business hours, right? Yeah, business hours is for clients. For us lawyers, we have to study during nights and weekends. We have to do uh, whenever we can. We, we have to prepare for our cases, so... Hmm. That's coming to work Saturdays, Sundays, uh, every day. Well, so it sounds like 28 years of that. Uh, you haven't gotten tired of it yet. Um, pretty much, yes. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> I'm thinking about retiring soon, two more years maybe, because it's almost all my life of being a liar. Okay. I graduated from law school. I was 21 years old. And uh, in January, I'm going to be celebrating 29 years of law. It's a life. Wow. That's, yeah. So are you going to round it off at 30 then just and then just retire? Or is there a game plan yet? It's a, it's a plan. I don't, I, I'm not sure about anything because... I'm slowly uh, turning to a writer. Mm -hmm. I decided to change career when I was 45. And gradually, I'm writing more than practicing law. 
So in some years, I'm going to be retiring and I'm going just to write. So I'm, I'm, I am intrigued about the writing thing. So let's just jump right into that. You know a lot about law, uh, but clearly, no matter how much you know, you still, for some reason, you have crazy hours. You're trying to be the professional that you are. And then you got bored and decided to write novels. <laughs> so you got, you've written a few of them, haven't you? <laughs> yes, it was not exactly that, not exactly bored. But uh, for my whole life, I always wanted to write novels hmm. because I write all the time to defend my clients. And it's like telling the stories for the judges. Okay. Because you get a case, you need to, to write uh, a Brazilian procedure. You have to write a lot and then defend orally your clients. But uh, it's like being a writer. I want to just change from real life to fiction. Hmm. So uh, one day I decided I had to do that for me because I needed to feel the pleasure of writing just for myself. Okay. Yes, I had. So first of all, I, you know, I'm going to do some screen sharing. I don't know what it's going to do to our internet connection because sometimes it puts a load on your end. But we're going to try this out. So just stay tight because I want to share your site, which, ladies and gentlemen, it's her name. It'll be linked on livethefuel.com like we always do when we release the show notes for the episode. Uh, but her website is her name, just A for the initial and got and G-A-V-A-Z-Z-O-N-I. Uh, so we're going to do some screen share for the YouTube feed. And I love your artwork because obviously the current, the current book right behind the door. Uh, and we got Lars Journal. And we got the brilliant game. So, are all three of these fiction? All three are fiction, and now I just released the first one that is called "Sketches of Life," also fiction. Okay. Now, are all these? Because I see you got hidden motives one, two, and three. So, are these all tied together? Yes, uh, it's a series. Okay. And uh, the series is over with the three books. The new one is completely different. Interesting. Well, I'm, again, loving the artwork. It's very bold. It's very strong. I, I, it's very nice. I don't know who your editor is or your designer, but I, I'm a fan because <laughs> I haven't figured out my book's artwork yet. So that's still coming. <laughs> now. My question, though, is your website. It says, also a voracious reader. So you just hinted that you wanted to get into writing. But clearly, you consume a lot of content as well. Am I correct on that? Yes, yeah, since I, I learned how to read, uh, I always loved a good story. Uh, when I couldn't read, my mom, my parents used to tell me stories and I was desperate because I have to wait then to come back from work to read for me. So when I could read by myself, I started to devour books, any kind of books, even cookbooks if I didn't have anything else to read. So I love to read, really love. So now here's my other question then, because obviously in your biography, what's about you you, ha you speak many languages, so do you also read 
all the time in those different languages just to keep fresh or do you usually stick to your native tongue? No, I hardly read something in Portuguese. In okay. Portuguese, I just love books. And I used to read in English, French and Spanish because it's a way to keep it fresh in my mind. It's a way to learn new vocabulary. So uh, I just buy books in those languages hardly to... It's very difficult to buy in Portuguese. Okay. All right. Well, so then, again, tying this all together in my head, I was like, well, you learn all the languages. You keep fresh on everything. You're reading a lot of content. Then you start writing a lot of content. So I guess the next question is, are the books released in multiple languages? Uh, for now, just in English and Portuguese. Okay. I decided to use first in English because I really wanted to hide from my clients, my students. Wow. I used to be a, a law professor for 10 years and I had lots of students and I have my clients and my books have a touch of erotica. I okay. didn't want to make things. So I decided to, 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 to release them in English. And if they were good, okay, I would translate to Portuguese. If they weren't, I would forget about that. Nobody would know. <laughs> All right, all right. So, where, where, what, why the erotica? Oh, because when I started to write, I decided I I needed to write things that I like first, mystery. So I decided it's going the books were going to have mystery because I love a good mystery. Then I decided to add some romance. And then I decided to add some sex. Everybody loves sex. So do I. I definitely agree. <laughs> <laughs> so I put in my books everything I like and everything I like to read. When I open a book, I would like to find all that mystery, romance, uh, sex, and the, the in, how can I say that, uh, in the correct doses, okay. of course everything and it turned into something with erotica well and the interesting thing is you've actually been quite successful for this because and I, i'm still getting again tapping into this author world i'm not familiar with all these different awards that you could potentially win like when i launch my book it'll be for charity i want to actually give the proceeds back to fallen firefighters because i used to be a firefighter that's why fires in the logo that's a whole backstory but like I, I was reading through your content. I'm like, okay, there's gold medals and bronze medals, and there's a Bragg medallion, B-R-A-G, which is obviously an acronym. It stands for stuff. So what's that all about? Did that start right away with the first book, or did the series finally accomplish all those awards? No, it started with the first book. One day someone uh, sent me a message on Facebook. Okay. Um, the Facebook and they say, hey, readers choose you, uh, choose your book for a medal. Uh, so you have uh, to get in touch with us. And I wrote them and they say, yeah, you're appointed for a medal. I was so happy. I never thought about that to, yeah. to win a medal. I was happy to release the book. And two months after, they just called me again. Congratulations, you just won and you have a medal. 
And so I decided to look for those awards and uh, I wrote my, my first novel and I start to win uh, some, some, some medals. And then came the second book and the third one I wrote them. And after two years of releasing three books, I, I gathered five golden medals, uh, bronze one, six honorable mentions, and was finalist to other 11 contests. Wow. And it's so great, so good. Uh, I'm proud about my babies. <laughs> I mean, I can tell. And I, uh, so I'm screen sharing. I mean, people listening to this in the podcast world, you can always watch this content on YouTube because I we video the whole thing too. Uh, and I, I'm intrigued here because obviously I got connected with you. Shout out to Max Ivy, uh, the blind blogger himself. He and I have been to a, a couple of podcast conferences together. I actually was just at one back in August and we we were both so so busy there that we actually never got to come back like and actually shake hands and say hi in person again, and I felt so bad. Uh, but I'm intrigued because you get they have audio chat with Maxwell Ivy on here. So the brag is obviously it's a digest club, right? It's a whole book organization, I'm guessing. Uh, brag is a magazine from South Africa. Okay. Uh, and uh, I was invited because after the release of my second book, I've met a lot of authors and we wrote another book. Um, we were 21 women from the whole world writing this book that is called I Buried My Chest. Hmm. We tell our experiences. Uh, everyone tells uh, the experience of life about love, finances, uh, work, the way you see money in life. Hmm. And it was a great experience. So uh, I've met people from South Africa and they invited me to be the cover of this magazine. And it was very nice. Well, and let's be fair. You're writing about mystery. You're a successful attorney. You apparently now are getting into that bestseller type of level of an author. You're a very attractive woman. Uh, I, I tell my wife that all the time, so I'm, I'm covered. Uh, so it's like, uh, I mean, it seems like everything's aligning for you pretty well, uh, right? I mean, but I have to, that's why I'm saying this now is because everything you and I would talk about, it's like, wow, man, a lot of wins, a lot of wins. Um, but also what comes with all these wins, getting on the, getting on the cover of a magazine, getting awards, writing books, reading in multiple languages, still having the 10 years when you were a professor, still running your legal practice. How are you balancing life? How are you getting the lifestyle thing to flow with all this? Because people hearing this, yes, it's impressive, right? But I told you this before I start the show, every once in a while, I love to just dig deeper into this because you're kind of coming across like Superwoman right now. <laughs> I'm loving it. So how do you do, how do, you do it, girl? Come on. No, I'm not a superwoman. I have attention de attention deficit with hyperactivity. Mm. So I need to be on the move. I'm unstoppable. I need to do lots and lots of things uh, to feel good. Okay. So uh, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm doing that because I need, uh, because I need to succeed. No, I do because I need to be... Uh, emotion i need to be doing things so i decide to learn a lot everything i can learn 
I learned. And I'm happy about that because uh, knowledge is fantastic. Anything you can learn brings something to your life. And I'm happy about this life. How do I balance all that? We are always a very tight schedule because it's complicated. Uh, so are we, are we talking about some time management skills here? Yes, yes. <laughs> I manage my time uh, very, very careful because I need time to practice law. I need time to write. I need time to be with my husband, with my friends. I need time to play with my dogs. And main of all, I don't have kids. So I have neither, neither do time, we. I have time people who need to take care of a kid or a bunch of kids don't. Yeah. And I believe that explains a lot. So I decided not to have kids mm -hmm. and uh, I can do lots of things with the time remaining. Well, and let's be fair that there I, I've had numerous people on this show that are also just as badass as you and but they and they are parents so i always want to pause on that because i brag i brag all the time i tell people like people are like how are you because i i started a foundation this year i have all this stuff going on like you run a podcast you run a couple different companies you've got a nonprofit, but then i'm always posting on social media I'm, i go out and volunteer and build mountain biking trails with my friends because i love the outdoors and like how do you find time for all this so i make a joke and i say hey now you guys know why I didn't want to have kids. Um, but to be fair, the people that I volunteer with, they're fit. They have families. They actually have kids. So you can still do all that as well. Um, but I also feel I'm intrigued to get your feedback on this. I feel it's our responsibility. If we're high performers, you know, hyperactive, whatever you want to call it. Um, I joke around. I have OCD because I like to obsessively make sure everything is dialed in nicely. I like my time management. My wife yells at me because she's like, not yell, but she says, you know, Scott, she's like, you know, you're stressing yourself out. Like you're taking on all this stuff. And she's like, why do you keep doing that? And I said, as you, to your words, I get that energy, I get that passion and it challenges me. So I feel like because I don't have kids, I need to fill in that time and show people like this is why I did that. So I can do all of these things. What are your thoughts on all that? Well, uh, nowadays, uh, in the past, maybe I wanted to show people I could do things. Nowadays, I just do things for me. Yeah. I arrive at a point uh, in my life. Uh, the things, the thing I value most is God, is peace, and uh, please myself. It can sound selfish, but it's not. Every time I try to please others instead of pleasing myself it was a disaster i married four times and really? the three wow. yeah my three first marriages were about oh i'm going to try to please and it was a failure and when you arrive to a certain point in your, in your life you don't have uh, to explain yourself anymore so you learn you can please yourself and when you do that um, it's perfect for others because you say what you want and mm. what you don't want, what you can stand and what you can't. So relationships are more truth, uh, truth 
uh, are more sincere because it's just me. So that's the reason I do things to please myself. Okay. And I'm happy with that. I like that. That's actually a very interesting lesson because uh, every so often, depending on what you're following on social media, there's some good inspiration out there behind what you just said. Um, depending on the mentors or the people who get create these amazing quotes from years ago, I'm not. I'm gonna butcher this one, but I know they basically said you can't feed others, or you know, basically, yeah, we'll just leave that. You can't feed others with an empty plate, or you can't, you know, uh, hydrate others uh, with an empty glass. You have to fill your glass first. You have to fill your plate first. So you can give on to others or take care of others, whatever you want to. And I've had to learn that over the years too, because I'm always trying to do volunteer work and charity whenever I can. And then I would feel guilty when I started getting more successful and I started doing these things because I'm like, oh, I can't do that as much anymore. But then I, I had the epiphany and I said, wait a minute. If I become more successful, especially financially, I have more resources. I have more abilities to impact more charities or now my own foundation. So I'm intrigued. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I also do lots of charities, main of all for children, mm -hmm. because as I don't have, I think I have to take a little bit of care of the world. I'm the godmother of a shelter for abused ch uh, children. Oh, wow. And he's one of the subjects of my trilogy, um, what and uh, how uh, an abused child can be in her life and what is going to happen after a child suffers abuse. And, uh, but when I give, I feel I receive lots more the double uh, because I feel so happy. Hmm. helping those people, helping uh, those children. And uh, it's very important to me, and I agree with you. When you have a voice and when people start to listen to you because people start to know you, you can convince more people to help. So if you focus on yourself and your goals and you achieve your goals, you can have a voice to help people. And that's what I found. I could have a voice to help now 50 uh, children. Wow. We started six and now we have 50. I convinced entrepreneurs to build uh, a beautiful building for them, a beautiful school. And we convinced entrepreneurs uh, to give them food, support of all kinds. But the reason is people are listening to me because I decided to build a life for me. Hmm. So I can take care of others. Uh, that's natural. When you are hungry, as you said, for yourself and for uh, things that please you, you can help others because you are, all the time you're going to think, oh, I need someone to make me happy. No, and when you are complete with your with yourself, when you achieve your goals, you can give uh, because you are not worried about someone who is going to make you happy. You are worried about making the world happier, a better place. Because I'm happy. 
alone with my friends, with my husband. But main of all, I love my own company. I love who I became, who I built during 50 years of my life. I love this. I love where this ended up just now because I just had this conversation with a, with a friend of mine, actually literally yesterday. Uh, they're having issues in the relationship. And I am not at any stretch of the means a romantic uh, guru. I will say I, my wife did break up with me before we got married and I had to win her back. And I've actually been invited on a couple of romantic podcasts for that exact story. And I'm like, well, that's not really my brand. That's not what I do. But they're like, yes, but it's part of who you are. And people get a kick out of seeing the other side. So now I'm more transparent and I share more and I don't care what I talk about. So I, I, I'm bringing this up because you brought this up. I've said that for years. I said, listen, I've never chased relationships. I let them unfold naturally. If I'm meant to be friends with you, it, what, what, the chemistry will work. If not, okay, I move on. Romance. I was. I did stay closed up for many years, so that's that's my bad. I my wife taught me that. <laughs> um, but the best part of that is that I say the same thing that you said. I said, guys, ladies, gentlemen, whoever's hearing this, be happy with yourself first. Don't look for fulfillment in others. My wife is, and I don't eat cake, but I'm saying is like the icing on the cake. It's I didn't need it. Wasn't searching for it, it happened. I was happy with everything I had going on in my life. I never wanted to put that unnecessary strain on our relationship or her, because it's not fair. And I told her that, I said, I want you to be successful and look at me as the icing on the cake and vice versa. And I think, I mean, we, now granted, we just got married in March, so I'm hoping for the best. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what are, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you have that it's going to work i i really wish i could have learned that years and years before because i have a wrong idea about relationship i have this romantic idea i'm not a romantic i'm very practical but about marriage i have this idea of romance that oh things are going to be perfect the the person you are going yeah. to find is going to be perfect i'm not perfect i have tons of flaws how can i want someone perfect mm. and when i gave up and started to look inside me and respect me and take care of me and i decided no more relationships the perfect relationship came See? with flaws it, 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 it when it was meant to happen it happened yes yeah because every relationship has flaws but if you keep it open if you can talk when you don't know yourself, you can't talk what you want to your partner. Hmm. But when you know what you really want and what you don't, you can say, hey, no, I don't, I can't stand that. Okay, the, my limits are here. Uh, don't come here. That's my space. That's your space. Well, that, that, that comes back to life balance too. Like she loves her personal time. I love my personal time. I travel a lot. Uh, out of state, you know, she travels a lot in state for her business. She's a veterinary doctor, um, but she looks forward to when I when I leave and go out of state and I go travel on business because it gives her a couple of days to herself. She invites the girlfriends over. I mean, it's just quality time, and then we get to miss each other, 
and when I come back, and then we have even better quality time. So, and more than likely, probably better sex. <laughs> I'm, going tell, I'm going to tell you a secret. Ooh, more secrets. This. this is good for the listeners. <laughs> Just between uh, the two of us. Mm. Uh, I and my husband, we live in separate houses. We just moved there. Oh, weekend. don't tell my wife that you. This, you're going to make her dream come true. <laughs> no, uh, it's my dream. My husband doesn't like it. He always says we could live together, and they say, "I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I think it's perfect like that. Mm. It's okay for me, and uh, it's working. Why? Why do differently if it's working? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> different so you literally and, you literally have two separate homes yes we do today i'm in are they near each other no they are in different towns a thousand four hundred kilometers so one week i take a plane come to visit him another week he takes a plane come goes to visit me it's just like that we talk uh, so you feel it's phone. it's it's like a romantic rendezvous. I, yeah, I, I like it. It's perfect for me. I'm wow. really happy about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell her about this because you're probably going to make her day because she's always joked around and like she wants separate bedrooms, and I'm like, why? And she's That's like, perfect. she's like, That's I want. She's perfect. like, uh, she's like that way. I don't That's have to worry about it. Romantic. It's not romantic to wake up every day someone with that messy hair. <laughs> you have to say good morning. Up, oh, you're cutting out for a second. I, yeah, I cut. Oh, now you're back. A second, but if you can, if you can have at least a separate rooms, it's perfect. Oh, that's that the next house. That's what she wants. So. Hear the door. Yeah. Let me pause for a second here. I want to see if we can fix this audio real quick. All right, that was just a split second pause just to clean up the internet. So you were saying about that romantic, like it's it's okay to have separate beds and separate bedrooms. It's Here's funny. I looked into this, and it's actually very common in hist history. Like, you know, old generations, people would sleep separate. They have separate lives inside the same place and i believe it's very healthy scott because if you have to do something it's not healthy hmm. you need to do things not because you have to but because you want to oh i like that so if you are with your wife it's because you chose okay but you don't have to choose to sleep every single night with her the same bedroom and uh, the same place now, so uh, about a choice to be together. Did you learn this just through life or did you, because I, I feel like when you write about romance or, and mystery, I'm guessing you probably researched some of this stuff as you develop these books. Like, is this all stuff from your own personal life lessons, your own research? Like where are you getting all this from? Oh my God, life uh, teaches a lot. Um, 
I've been listening to clients my whole life. I have more time as a lawyer <laughs> than as a, a, a normal person because lawyers are not normal. Oh, so, let's pause on that. I never made the connection. What style law do you normally practice? Are you do you deal with like divorces and relationships and everything? No, 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 no. I did that on a, a very long time ago, okay. but I'm too Italian and. I'm too passionate for that. No, I do corporate law because a divorce uh, is like that. So corporate law, it's cleaner. <laughs> it's uh, better, no emotions. So I prefer that. But law teaches you listen uh, to be a lawyer and to be a priest the same your yeah. clients are always telling stories about their lives and and i'm i love to observe people people uh, from the audiences from my marriages from my students uh from books from reading from researching i, I as i said before i try to learn every day observing life and people 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 are a fantastic source of, of knowledge uh, every life is so precious so different and uh, um, that teaches me a lot but mm. main of all I've learned from my own experiences I think it's it's valuable the lesson I'm hearing from you is we all have a lot of amazing life lessons, but are we actually observing them, listening to them, and actually learning from them? And that's what I'm hearing from you. Okay, you've learned from it. You've actually made sure you didn't forget all those experiences so you could take that as you move forward. Yes, I think if you commit a mistake and you don't learn, or when you go through a hard time in your life, and in the end of this hard time, you don't know why you've been through it. You're going to do it again. Mm. So you have to learn. You have to ask. I ask myself all day, uh, what I'm learning from this, why I'm going through this, what I need to learn, what I need to learn. It's a, a question I do myself a lot. Uh, when something is happening out of my control, I'm a very controller. <laughs> I think I you and I have that in common, yes. Yeah, I love to control things, but sometimes I lose control completely. Things uh, go completely out of what I decided they were going to be. And I, I asked myself, I need to learn something hmm. from that. Uh, it's a mess because I didn't learn something. So I start to pay more attention to what is happening. And usually it becomes clear and suddenly everything that was bothering me, that was making my life a mess, it's over because I've learned the lesson. Well, and not just again on these lessons, I got to tie it back to that prior valuable point you made, which is, okay, we got these lessons, we're learning from them, we're moving forward with them. But back to your earlier point, make sure as you learn these lessons that 
you want to do the next thing. Don't do it out of necessity. Don't do it because somebody else asks you. Make sure it's something you actually want to do and use obviously what you've already learned when you make that movement into that discussion and into that decision. And a lot of, a lot of us forget that too. I love the fact that you said, like, make sure you want to do that. Uh, put your wants and needs first, and hopefully that aligns with your significant other or the next uh, business decision or the next book opportunity, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, main of all, I think we must be open uh, for changing changing the way we think, uh, things we believe can be changed and to be open to that is great. Uh, I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. Thanks God. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's pause on that. What is one example of the 20 year ago you that you don't allow to carry forward that you learned from? Please people. Someone was worried about pleasing everybody. Mm. Oh, I have to be perfect. The perfect haircut, the perfect clothes, the perfect body. Um, nowadays, uh, when I feel happy with myself and someone says, oh, you are doing something I don't like. I say, yeah, but I do. So I'm sorry. Yeah. If you don't like, maybe we can be friends. <laughs> We can be together because I respect what you do. And I'm very open to support people, even if I don't believe what they do and what they want, because I respect people. I love my friends and my husband always have a phrase. Uh, if there is a lunatic, he's going to be your friend because you love different people and when is full of people sometimes oh, we missed that part you're getting choppy again but yeah let's pause and, uh, hold on one second you're freezing again Okay, guys, sorry, we just paused for a split second because the inter international internet is super fun. Uh, I'm actually having you shut your camera down and we're going to screen share the website. So, Adriana, let's let's continue that last thought. We got cut out there. Uh, I was talking about uh, my friends. Yes. Uh, that I have tons of different friends that I use to support them on their beliefs if I don't believe in the same thing. But that Adriana from 20 years ago uh, didn't require the same respect she gave to others. And nowadays I require the same respect. Uh, so I'm different. I, needed, I need to be respected in my differences and my diversity as I respect people. And that's great. Uh, and that's friendship. That's real friendship. If you don't do that and if you don't find that in return, it's not real. Ooh, and it goes for relationships too. Very good point. Wow. I love that because I've had some of those decisions myself over the years. And you know what? This is a great, this, I love this. This, this is a great spot we're pausing on right now because this totally can impact how your health is, how your lifestyle balance is, how your business is, 
we are the product of the people we spend the most time with. So if you're surrounding yourself with negative people, should you be? Do, do you really want that in your life? Um, that's what I'm getting from you right now. We're connecting on this whole vibe because, yeah, I, I, can be with pe- I can be with friends with people who we don't have to match our same beliefs as long as we can still respect each other and there's good decisions being made there's good ethics. There's good moral. Uh, moral. I'm a big proponent for moral ground. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Moral ground. It's hard to say. One of the first phrases in my book, Behind the Door, is about that. What is correct? What is right and wrong? Who decided that? So moral. Sometimes it's just uh, the majority of people. Try trying to impose some kind of thought. I, I, I don't like that. Okay. I like, like to believe in good and being good and doing the good. If you do that, if you have that in your life, I'm not going to do, it, it, sounds, uh, it sounds a little bit religious and I'm not religious, I'm agnostic, but- uh, it's I'm the same. Some- it's something like that. Uh, don't do to, uh, to others what you don't want to do, people do to you. That's the, the basic rule. Yeah. Uh, moral, immoral, or uh, that's not important. The important thing is be respectful with others, with you. Um, that's what I think. I, I don't like moral standards because. Um, People are not, uh, the people who pray more moral standards are those who have the most secret lives usually. Ah, good point. In this secret lives, they can do things you won't imagine, uh, but they pray moral. So uh, I don't like that. I like just the idea of doing, doing good. Yeah, that's that's actually a very good point. I like how you clarified that because uh, there's I have words tattooed on my body that uh, we lived by when I was a firefighter. Our our hotshots creed. I was a, a wildland firefighter, like fighting fire in the wilderness, not in like cities. And our creed was duty, respect, and integrity. And those three words mean a lot to me. So I feel it does actually. Uh, that's probably better to talk about than, than morals. I, I like I like how you clarified that. Yeah, because morals, morals I can't define morals. Uh, I really can't define what is moral and moral good or bad. Uh, uh, that's complicated to me to define that. But uh, I try to be a better person every day. Uh, not uh, related to morals, but related just to do good things, help people, help uh, um, help the world a little bit to be a better place. Um, starting for be open to listen, people. Nobody listens to anybody; they just judge. And uh, my books are all about that. Don't judge, never judge. Uh, I've had to deal my whole life with judges and uh, judgments and uh, things like that. And I don't like that. I oh, you, ha- you have that intertwined into your book content? Yes, yes, yes. My book, uh, my main character is a psychiatrist and she deals with paraphilias. She's specializing in paraphilias. 
different sexual behavior. Hmm. And so he's confronted about not judging, uh, just trying to understand the reasons. That's what I try to do with people when someone is mean or someone is negative. Why? What is behind that? Uh, because uh, we are the product of many beliefs, traumas, dramas during our whole life. Uh, we don't uh, start to do things at a certain point because you just decide. Hmm. It's all the results of, of uh, experiences. And uh, that's what I believe. Uh, uh, don't judge. Don't judge. Try to understand. Don't try to control. Try to understand. I've learned that a lot I, from my students. Whenever I tried to control them, there was chaos in classroom. Oh. But whenever, when I start to understand why they did this or that, it was completely uh, balanced. I could teach uh, with no very disturbing the classes. My classes were full because uh, it's all about that. It's all about understanding and not imposing. But some people are just happy when they can impose their ideas. Uh, nowadays, I say I'm happier when I can live without an argument because I'm paid to argue. I don't want to argue in my private life. Hmm. I like this point because one of the biggest takeaways I just heard you talking about was the power of listening. And something I bring up all the time is, are we actively listening like everybody can say oh yeah i hear you like do you like did you act actively listen um i don't know how many podcasts you've been on but i've heard it time and time again where i'll, I'll listen to a show and you could tell that the host wasn't listening because they'll skip like that the guest or whatever they have on their show like drops a bomb like something something really unique and probably personal about that person and they could have totally dug into that and they just skipped right over. They just stayed on their agenda. They weren't actively listening. And I feel you being a professional lawyer uh, have probably seen this and heard this countless times over the years in, in court cases and everything else. Would you agree? I agree. But I agree that um, there is a general problem to listen and understanding. Mm. Because sometimes people listen, but they listen um you can listen to through lens but uh, you can see uh, things through lens of your beliefs so you're not listening you are just listening what you want from what you believe and that's complicated uh, well basically as you've already pointed out you've already got pre you're already predispositioned you've already got your judgment set so like you just said, like you're, you might be actively listening, but you're only actively listening based on where your judgments are already set at. And I love that point because I think out of respect for each other, we should be listening, like fully listening. Even if you don't agree, like just hear it out. Like you said it earlier, that one person might have said they don't agree. Maybe maybe people don't like what you write. You, probably, you definitely have a lot of people liking what you write, but some people might not like... Uh, the mystery and the sex and the and all the erotica and all that stuff. So fine, that's fine. You can go buy somebody else's book. I mean, it doesn't mean we can't respect each other and have a conversation. It just means that you're not my target audience, you know, for my book, for your book sales. 
And that's a big lesson in business too. Everybody tries to make everybody happy. No, you're not going to make everybody happy. <laughs> you got to figure out your target audience yeah. and market to them. Yeah, main of all, when I write, I don't think about an audience. I think about what I'm inspired to write and what I liked about that scene or I didn't. And I don't think, oh, I'm going to please that kind of reader, the, the other kind of reader. My, my first series talk a lot about sex. Hmm. And when I was writing my first book, one day I asked to myself, some of the readers that enjoy uh, erotica, maybe are not going to like this book because there is not erotica in this one. But, but I, I was not in the mood to add erotica to that book. Some sex... Uh, scenes I wrote, of course, because they were part of the story, but there is not the sense of erotica there was on the first and the second and the third book, but uh, it didn't worry me. Hmm. Uh, I can't worry about that because it's live to please others and not yourself. And the right to please myself, I write because I love to write. Well, and, I love that because how would you expect to turn it into a three book trilogy? unless you've actually enjoyed writing what you're writing. Yes, because uh, to write, uh, some people write because they have a goal to turn into a bestseller, uh, to get, uh, to receive tons of money, to be a millionaire. That's not the right uh, no. reasons to write a book. The reason I wanted to write a book was because I always loved to read and I thought I can tell a good story. I know how to do a good story. I can write. Uh, and that pleases me. It's a moment that I love to do. If I could, if I was retired, I would write the, the whole day because that gives me peace. That gives me joy. I feel all the emotions I put on the paper. I bleed on the paper. I melt my soul on the paper. And that's the reason I write. If one day I decided uh, I can't find that anymore and being a writer, I'm going to sing to do something else. Uh, but uh, the point is you just have the obligation to please yourself again. Hmm. And that, then the success come by itself. I love that point. Uh, and actually, that's that's great because I actually we're coming towards the end of our time slot already. I actually still have another show after this I got to do. But I love how you just hit on success. So uh, the next steps. I mean, you got three books done. You said you one day want to retire, and and clearly you're, you've you have fallen in love with being an author. Are you going to just keep building out other volumes like you've done this way, like a, a like a multi book? Are you thinking about doing individuals? I, I'm just intrigued as to where your author brain is at. <laughs> uh, I don't plan too much. Uh, and I think uh, this is going to be the, another trilogy because I decided to tell the story with this, this fourth book of a woman who is dying. She's 80. She's dying. Hmm. Uh, she chose not to, to go to chemo not to have chemo, just uh, she thinks she, she has seen a lot, done a lot, and she decides to tell her story since the moment she was a kid. 
and to the moment she dies. But uh, with the first book, I just could arrive to her first 20 years. Wow. <laughs> so I think it's going to be another trilogy because I have so many ideas for her life and things like that, that I think it's going to be another trilogy. That sounds like a great trilogy because I think a lot of us don't slow down enough. And we, I think you pretty much hit on it earlier in the show too, that we're not reflecting on what we've already accomplished, what we've already learned. And uh, I think that's, I mean, people can take that away right now as we're living our lives now, besides obviously definitely going and then getting that book and, and tapping into your, your, your character. But I think that'll be a great, even though it's going to be fiction, that's actually a great lesson, a life lesson book. People don't underestimate, you know, not, you know, not taking the time to reflect on what you've already accomplished and what you've already learned. Yeah, and another thing, people think they are going to live forever. Yep. Nobody faces. We can get hit by a car tomorrow. Yeah, that we are going to die, that's for sure, and we don't know when. So you have to do the best with today. It sounds uh, cliche, but it's not. You really can believe in the last day of your life. So... I try to do my best to live it well. Uh, I fulfill uh, the whole time during the day that when I'm not sleeping, I'm doing something because I believe I have to enjoy the days. Seize the day, really seize the day. I, and seize the day. You're speaking my words because uh, when I started Live the Fuel before that, my two favorite quotes were obviously Carpe Diem, seize the day. Uh, and also an old Ernest Hemingway quote, which was live life to the fullest. And actually that quote inspired live the fuel because live the fuel, when I first created it, fuel was an acronym and it stands for live the fired up epic life. So that's, I mean, that's why I left the corporate world years ago, became a firefighter. You know, now I'm an entrepreneur. I take risks. I go skydiving. I, I, I race mountain bikes. I, I, I go skiing in very treacherous areas. I, my wife and I, in March, we had a, a helicopter, a heli skiing wedding where they fly you into the mountains, you know, for the fresh snow that you can't get to at a resort. So we, that's what I want for my life. I want to live in the moment and have the adventures. So I'm with you. <laughs> I, I love, I love all the flavors. I, I want to try all the flavors that life can bring me. That's the reason they cook. I enjoy wines. I love to travel. Whenever I travel, I try everything that is completely different from my, things that I, I've ever tried. Sometimes I've tasted bad things, but other times it was just great and wonderful experiences. Because you have, you have, you have, you have to enjoy life. Uh, or you're going to be negative. People who don't enjoy life, they are negative. Life is always miserable. Uh, life is always full of negative surprises. I'm always, I have lots of faith uh, in doing different and uh, that things are going to be perfect because every night I can sleep with a very light conscious. I did my best. I did my best. I love that. Well, you know, that's kind of funny because the last few, you know, points you've made here, 
are actually a perfect segue because that's how we, that's actually how I close out the show is I always ask my guest co-host to give us, you know, some final words, you know, some all encompassing message or, or something like that. And you've just dropped a couple of great bombs there, but you know, since we do have to bring the show to a close on that point, is there anything else you do want to leave behind for the listeners as your final words? Is that, is there another message you want to kind of top it off with? Oh, I just want to give one message. Uh, be yourself. Be yourself and enjoy yourself and love yourself because uh, the most important people, person in our lives is ourselves. Mm. Uh, we came alone to this world and we are going to depart alone and what you do in the middle of these two points uh, it's up to us to make us happy. So I love that. Those are great words. I love that. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to perfect, perfect, give you a proper goodbye off the air. I'm going to stop screen sharing. Feel free to turn your camera back on. I'll close out the show for us. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Adriana. Okay. I already told you earlier in the show, we're going to have this in the show notes on livethefuel.com. Go to her name. It's A for her initial, Gavazzoni, G-A-V-A-Z-Z-O-N-I.com. You can learn about all the books. They're on Amazon. And I have my Amazon influencer page linked from an Amazon banner right on livethefuel.com. That takes you to my influencer page. There's an entire associated cluster of books there ladies and gentlemen so when you click on my book recommendations you will find her books in there that's why i've made it easier for all the authors who have come on this show so again ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another powerful live the fuel show we're here to fuel your health your business and your lifestyle i definitely helped us do that today so make sure you check out her books if you're into mystery and you're into some love and you're into some little erotica some sex I, I got to check it out. I got to go tell my wife about it because I think she likes books like that. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to our Live the Fuel show. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Thank you.